Welcome to another episode of A Killer at Kishon. I am that killer at Kishon, the prophet king of 2304, the royal priest, the truth man, the pressure prince, the judge Hunter Green of Elohim. I am whoever the fuck I say I am because I'm in the I am. And it is my pleasure to deliver this message. In this episode, we're going to talk about Ruining relationships with God. Ruining relationships with God. I am a kingdom preacher. The kingdom of God preacher. I spend my day, regardless of the activity that I'm involved in, Seeking after the Holy Spirit and His counsel and His leading. It's become my life. It used to be a part of my life. It's become my life. I don't want to do anything, anywhere, with anyone at any time without the Holy Spirit present and not just present but leading. That's not an easy place to get to. It's not an easy place to stay in. I'm not perfect at it. And not the most consistent with it. But it is my attention now. As a prophet of the Lord. And I do declare because the Lord does. That I am a prophet of the Lord. With his power and presence. To back it up. I operate. Being led by the Holy Spirit. That's my attentiveness. I'm not a perfect individual. But in my prophetic ministry. I don't just prophesy, but I also teach prophets. I study the subject of prophecy, not prophecies alone and their fulfillment, but the subject of prophecy. In June of 2021, actually beginning in May, mid to late May, I started a four-part series that was called Prophetic Life Training. And it was, you know, four different sessions over the course of four weeks, two weeks, two or four weeks, I think it was four weeks. And we were discussing prophetic life, which is really just spirit-led life. Miracle signs, wonders, Wisdom, power, led by the Holy Spirit. The reason I call it prophetic life is because I realized that at the time and on up to now, God had been prepping me for that life. Prepping me for it and then leading me into it. And it was it was growing and extending to where I recognized that everything God was doing was prophetic. He would show me something and then show me what it meant. You see what I'm saying? He would give me a sign and then show me what the sign was for or where it was fulfilled or what have you. And it became so frequent. It started out, again, it started out, I don't want to say it started out sporadic. Me recognizing it started out sporadic. And that's how God works. He'll give you a little nudge just to see if you'll bite. And based on what you do with that, he'll give you more. You know what I mean? 
If you, if you, you know, if you take to it, he'll give you more. Okay, let me see what he does with this. Let me see what she does with that. So God was doing a lot with me. And I was enjoying it. And I still am. You know what I mean? I still am. It's so much power and wisdom and mysteries and judgments and prophecies that God gives. In that prophetic life, it turned into judgment. God started revealing to me that judgment was coming, how intense it was. He kept revealing it to me, giving me all kinds of signs. And then out of the blue, when I didn't see it coming, he pulled back the curtain and showed me that I was the judge on the earth that he would use. Now, I'm not going to say that's exclusively, okay? Because I really don't know. I don't think I'm the only one that God is using, but I'm the only one that I know of right now. Okay? <laughs> it's just the way... It's, that's just, that's just the way I've received it. That's, I'm the only one I know of right now, at least in this capacity, at least who preaches on it. You know, you can operate in judgment and not be preaching on it. Yeah. God will have you do all, all kinds of things. Do you realize that our law enforcement is not the only ones enforcing things? God has his own law enforcement. So don't assume that what you see in the flesh is all there is. Or who it is that God is using. Don't assume it. And anybody God is using, that means God hired them. That means God can fire them. You know what I mean? And really, it's, it's interesting. God really doesn't fire anybody. People fire themselves. Our, our employment, if you will, with the Lord is based on our faith and connection to him. You see what I'm saying? So it's not that you get fired, and I do say that, but it's not necessarily that you get fired, it's that you lose fire. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? God's operation is the fire of wisdom, righteousness, truth, etc. You know what I mean? He is the fire. So when you when you cease to operate in his righteousness, that fire goes out or won't be operative. And some people stay out of the will of God, so... It's one way to say that they've been fired, but they fired themselves. They put out their fire by turning from the Lord. Now, it could be reignited. It is God's will and desire that you ask him to relight that fire. You know what I mean? Turn to him. That's what I, when I tell people, go ask God. Seek him about the illumination you need regarding what I'm saying to you or leave me alone. You know, that's the, that's the alternative. Everybody wants to say something to you. We're talking about ruining relationships while I'm building right now. Prefacing who, who, who ruins relationships and how are relationships ruined and what relationships am I talking about? Now that could very well be in the, in the marital sense, in the romantic sense. But I'm not just talking about that. In fact, that's not what I'm really getting at in the first place. I'm talking about relationships with God. That's actually why I said it that way. Ruining relationships with God. If you are not properly led by the Holy Spirit in your ministry, in your church, you can ruin people's relationship with God. If you're a person, a, a church that teaches on tithing, 
and tells people that if they don't give 10% of their income to your church, really it's at all. I believe in giving and I believe in giving to support ministry. But if you tell people that they got to do it and if they don't do it, they're under a curse. So you're preaching Old Testament doctrine, which is now death to us. Folks, life is only where God is, what God says, what God is doing. You know what I mean? And you don't get to determine what God is doing. You get to sign up to be obedient to him. All right? You get to sign up to be obedient to him. God, God is really the true chef, if you will. The true chef. His food. And we are servants who serve that food. If you serve anything that is not from the Lord, you can poison people. You can kill them. I.e., you can ruin somebody's relationship with God. If they allow you to. Now, I believe, as the Bible says, we should study to show our own self-approved. A workman who needs not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what the word of God says. And we should be attentive to that. We should definitely be attentive to that. But if you're caught teaching the wrong thing, you can really do harm to somebody's relationship with God. That's why it's important to understand grace. Truth. Righteousness. You could try to be nice to somebody. Almost commending them for their sin. And it do damage to them. You see what I'm saying? It get worse. That's why it's important folks. To be led by the Holy Spirit. In what you say. How you say it and so forth. Oh trust me. I'm not one of those people who preaches. That you got to be nice with everything. It's not about nice. It's about truth. It's about righteousness. It's about being led by the Spirit. Let the Lord tell you what emotion and in which, what way to preach. When to preach, where to preach, how to preach. It becomes important. It becomes of utmost importance. Are you a person who's ruining relationships with God? Now, watch this. If a person is really submitted to God, what you say to them won't necessarily ruin their relationship with God. It will ruin yours. This is heavy. Come on, Holy Ghost. I wasn't even ready for that. <laughs> I got to pause a minute. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're ruining yours. Because if you're not 
preaching what the Holy Spirit tells you to preach or operating how the Holy Spirit wants you to operate. You are in disobedience. You reap what you sow. You are pulling away from God in, in your ministry, which means you're pulling away from God in your life. They go hand in hand. You see what I'm saying? The way you treat your spouse, the Bible says, is really how you love yourself. You know what I mean? No man ever hated his own body. You may not know that's what it is, but you you beat on your spouse. That's an inward deal. There's, there's lack of love for yourself. Love is contagious. Love is contagious. So you want to be an individual whose life is submitted to God. Folks, can I tell you something too while we're doing this? In being submitted to God, that doesn't mean religion or religious activity. It's really the posture of the heart. The inward, it's an inward deal. You know what ruins many people's relationship with God? The thought that it's outward. Jesus said this about the religious leaders. On the outside, oh, oh, <laughs> impressive. On the inside, he knew what they were on the inside. Whitewashed tombs. See, whitewashed is clean on the outside. Tomb is death on the inside. So you can be a whitewashed tomb and you can produce them. You can teach people to be like you. That's why you want to be led by the Spirit, because we're supposed to be making disciples of Christ, not disciples of you. Not disciples of what you think about Christ. Are you understanding me? Are you ruining relationships with God, ruining your own? How's your prayer life? I say this about individuals who I deal with on Facebook who I see posting all kind of garbage that they think is right doctrine. Okay, question. You want to call these people out? Well, so how's your prayer life? Because I get the impression that if this person is in sin or false doctrine, you know, at some point you would want to shoot a prayer to the Lord for them. Let me share this with you. Watch how people deal with people. Sometimes it's very subtle. If you watch carefully, you'll get the impression, the bold, obvious impression, that they actually want to see people go to hell. Folks, there's a lot of people who have done a lot of things to me, against me. And I believe in justice. But I believe in repentance and grace more. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't do anything personally to me. 
But who he did, he did hurt. Grotesque what he did, but he repented. He got his just due in jail, but he is with the Lord. He will have a glorified body and be amongst the congregation of the cloud of witnesses of saints that come back with the Lord at the rapture of the church. And anybody who does not believe that or willfully rejects it because of what he did, you are jeopardizing your own soul. Because if Christ can't save Jeffrey Dahmer, he cannot save you. Because you and Jeffrey Dahmer, me and Jeffrey Dahmer are saved on the exact same basis. Jesus Christ's precious blood and us accepting it, repenting of our sins and taking eternal life that he freely gives us because of what he did. That the father gives us because of what Christ did. You get one ticket. One. In regards to entrance into the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, heaven, and eternal life. And the religious hate that because we know how wickedly people like Jeffrey Dahmer have done. Right? But see, you are doing the measuring. You between Jeffrey, go ask God how he feels about your sin. And when you're finished with that conversation, you won't have a, an, an ounce of thought about Jeffrey Dahmer. That's one thing I learned about the Lord. You stick around him long enough. I'm talking about even being born again and cleansed of your sin. As you embrace his light more and more, you recognize what you are really being saved from. Suddenly, you don't even want to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. When God shows you, you up against his righteousness. This is why it's dangerous to try to compare yourself to other people. Watch the people you sit under regarding preaching. I feel really bad. There are, you know... I talk about those who come against prophets. They call them false prophets and so forth. They may be. They may actually be false prophets. I feel bad for everybody. For everybody. Because a lot of people are judging without grounds. They're judging based on how they feel. See, just kind of like the people do about Jeffrey Dahmer. You're judging based on how you feel. You're judging from outward, not inward. You realize you and Jeffrey Dahmer have the same heart before you come to Christ? The exact same heart. You just see, you see physically who he murdered. You murder Christ every day. That you don't accept him. You see what I'm saying? Because your sin... See, in Jesus' day and prior to that, by the way, it's all the same throughout. He is the payment for all sin. But it, it's owned individually. 
You see what I'm saying? It's for all, but it's owned individually, like a cruise ship. The cruise ship is for everybody. You know what I mean? But you can only get on with your ticket. Just because other people get on, if you don't have a ticket, you're not getting on. You know what I'm saying? And your ticket on the cruise ship of eternal life is your personal acceptance of what Jesus did for your sins. Personal. Now, when you when you couple that with what you preach to people, I feel so bad for Calvinists because they are in for a judgment like never before. They're about to reap what they sow. They're about to reap the fruit of their belief. It's going to get put to the test. It's not going to be easy passing. I can tell you, folks, you just got to know what I know. It's not going to be an easy passing because they have built their faith on that error. So much so, it's not like a doctrine. It's like the gospel to them. It's going to be a hard separation of the error that is in that because it, to them, it's one and the same. This is the gospel to them, to many of them. They're not all the same, but they. And as a matter of fact, that doctrine ruins relationships. <sighs> All kinds of relationships. Have you been in a church where I know a young lady too, and she's she's a gorgeous young lady too. So awesome. So awesome. You ever meet somebody again? You don't know, you know, if you don't spend a lot of time with them, you can't know what they're like when they're angry, the ends and outs. But you ever meet somebody so awesome, you can't understand what somebody would do to hurt them. You know what I mean? She is just a beautiful person. And still dealing with some of her wounds or whatever. But she got hurt really bad in church. And apparently had dealt with an abusive relationship at one time. And I bet you the two went together. She endured abuse because somebody made her feel guilty that if she divorced, she was disappointing God. And I fucking hate that. Let me tell you something, folks, which is why I'm, I'm the killer at Kishon. I'm so tired of weak-ass Christians who don't know shit about the grace of God, his wisdom, peace, and power, trying to protect the moral law, if you will. The moral aspect of everything without the peace, joy, and righteousness aspect. See, and I didn't even intend to bring her up, but that's a classic example of ruined relationships. Folks, I told you in other series and so episodes, I don't encourage anybody to divorce. I'll never do it. It, it would be it will be the Lord who gets me to open my mouth to tell two people to divorce or one to divorce the other. I just don't like issuing that. But I encourage separation. I'm not saying uh, it's not, I'm not saying I don't I don't even think it's best. But I won't tell somebody to divorce. Girl, you should just leave them because 
if he beating on you like that, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you to leave. ASAP. Get away. Now, that's grounds for divorce. But I won't be the one to tell you to divorce. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to ruin a relationship. Now, let me explain. When you say the man is beating on the woman, I get it. And that is total grounds for divorce. Okay? But what you never want to do, folks, listen to me. You never want to make a move, especially that serious, without seeking the Lord for whatever reason. That's why I say leave, because I don't want you to stay in an environment where you're being beat on. Now, like I said, that that to me would more than likely be total grounds for divorce. It's grounds for it, but you don't want to make any move without seeking the Lord. Now, you might be asking yourself right now, what what else would she, this woman need to decide? When to leave, when to divorce. That's just two. And if you're a believer, and this is going to piss people off, not like I give a shit. <laughs> I do truth, folks. If you're upset, you just be upset. Praying for the person who is beating you. I'm going to tell you what's going to cost a lot of people relationships with God. Only believing in redemption for the victims. Because you are an offender. In something, some way, somehow, and you don't get to determine the degree to which it affects somebody else and their relationship with God. You get what I'm saying? I've done some things that are questionable in people's minds that I know God led me to do. Watch this. To reconnect somebody's relationship with God. In truth. Because they were in la-la land. Blaspheming and not recognizing how serious it was an offense they had caused. God sent a prophet in to remedy that. And that person didn't like the process. Until that person discovers if I didn't step in. That person was going to die eternally lost. You see what I'm saying? So that's why you always want to check with God. Watch this. Somebody, they tried to do it. Somebody tried to stop me from doing what I needed to do from the Lord. They would have ruined that relationship between that person and God, between that person and me. And might as well say me and God. Because God would have been telling me one thing. And I'm listening to this other person. Right? So this is important what I'm telling you. This is important what I'm telling you. If you are a preacher, if you are a layman. I mean, you're just a Christian who goes to church. You're a believer. What you do at your job, how you operate and conduct business. I don't mean letting people push you around. I'm not really telling you what. You know what I mean? Or how. 
I'm telling you, it matters how you operate. And you need to be seeking the Lord. Now, we talk about ruined relationship with God's ruined relationships with people. Can I tell you one of the worst types of ruined relationships? Or the means of it? Unforgiveness. That perpetuates a ruined relationship. Do you realize that your willingness to forgive somebody might be the greatest witness of Christ's love and redemption to them that they will ever see and know? You forgiving them. Not general forgiveness from anybody else. You forgiving them. They'll go, I know Christ's love is real. Because I know how bad I did you. Folks, you may not want to hear this message and I understand, but I don't have a choice but to tell you the truth. There are child molesters out there. Long past what they did. They need the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you may have to be the person who prays for them to meet Jesus. Nobody gets off the hook regarding their sin. And you cannot fake repentance. Not with God. You can fake it with everybody else, folks. This world and this country. Because I live here, so I can tell better here. But you got a lot of people who are going to miss heaven. Miss the rapture of the church and some die and go to hell beforehand. Because there was no genuine repentance. And now watch this. A lot of times it's because we fake in church. We try to preserve their reputation. Help them keep their job. Help them. They did something terrible. This is funny that I'm bringing this up. This is funny that I'm bringing this up. I'm going to tell you a movie. There's a couple of movies in my life that I hated or was bothered by the first time I watched them. And the second time and thereafter I fell in love with it. It's just weird. There's a couple of them like that. But one of those movies is Flight. I might watch that tonight with Denzel Washington. Where he's a pilot. He's an alcoholic. You know what I mean? He gets himself into a situation that actually helps to save people, but there's some things that come out in the process. You know what I mean? What he did was brave, but the circumstances he did it under seriously raised questions. And whereas there was ways to help him with that legally and so forth, despite the tragedy, I'm trying not to tell you all the movie. The situation got worse, exposing him for what he really was. And a pivotal moment towards the end of the movie was his confession. The first time I saw that movie, I, I, I could tell you why I was bothered by it. And I feel silly 
It was it was li- re- really from a religious standpoint. I really rock with it now. I just, <laughs> just some people might not be shocked, but I'm just a little bit more free in my life with the Lord and still maintain my righteous and holy posture with him. I just understand a lot of stuff was traditional and religious, but false religious. But his his confession brings me to tears. It's a movie, folks. But it's one of those things to where it almost lets people down. It does. It lets people down. The attorneys who were trying to represent him, the agency that he, you know, the people that he worked for, the airline, you know what I mean? All these people that would be affected by affected negatively or affected positively if he gets off. But obviously negatively in some sense, lawsuit, you know, lawsuits and and, and payouts and whatever. Negative press. Now, can I tell you something, folks? Do you realize that's why we got a lot of fucked up stuff here in America? That does damage to people because of people's reputations. I hate to throw this in here, but I have to do it because it's relevant. When Chris Rock was slapped by Will Smith. I'm one of the few people, if not the only person, who thought that was the best thing that could have happened for all parties. Chris Rock, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, the Oscars, the world, the black community, white America, and Hollywood. Did I name all of them? Every last one of them people got smacked, including the smacker. I'm going to do a, uh, I've done a lot, long live video in it, but it's in one of my private groups. I'm going to have to do a podcast episode in it. <laughs> I can tell you why that w- that smack came from the Lord. That was not Will Smith. It was. But I mean, that's who, that's who God used. And I tell people Will Smith didn't snap off. He snapped on. You see what I'm saying? Will Smith has a reputation of being a nice, good guy, clean rapper, etc. It's not his character to fight. And that's why God used him. If it had been anybody else. Who's a known hothead or whatever. Big, brawny, bully. And it don't have to be that way. I'm just saying. If it had been anybody else, it would have sent a different message. God took the most genuine, nice kind of. He got his issues. I'm just saying. And smacked the entirety of humanity. Now, I've had prophets who, who disagree with me. I am a prophet. Okay, and we can have this debate. I can tell you why that came from the Lord. (laughs) So, you know, I hate to use that as a teaser because I don't know when I'm going to record it. You know what I mean? Might have to do it today. I don't know when I'm going to record it, but I've done it before. I'll tell you why. So, but I'm, I'm saying all this that to say this. People trip because they got a reputation involved. The Oscars doesn't want to be, oh, you know, white people. How you going to mess up this event? Hollywood, why you going to mess up this event? Chris Rock, Chris Rock's family. It was just a joke. Ah, folks, we do righteousness in, 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 in the Lord. And the sooner the world learns that, the better it'll be for them. I can actually mend the rift between Chris Rock and Will Smith. 
if they can get out of their own fucking pride. Both of them. And ignorance. The world does not have an answer. As the world. You see what I'm saying? The world is responsible for the slap. <laughs> Boy, you're like I say, you ain't gonna like the ministry of the royal priest. If you got anything in this, reputation, money, power, prestige, anything above the righteousness of God, you will fucking hate my ministry. And I really don't give a shit, okay? I've been sent to tell the truth. Now, you may not like the truth. You might not like the person giving the truth. I know what I was sent for, okay? It comes with the territory. I had to be hated by the, the people who love me the most. I had to be willing to risk that, and that's what the Lord made sure of. It's going to cost everything. He told me what he would give back, but it's going to cost everything. All of it. So that's what it is. But you can ruin somebody's relationship with God, with people. By what you preach, what you don't preach. The counsel you give, the counsel you don't give. The forgiveness you don't give. Watch this. The forgiveness that you do. It's a lot of, listen to me, folks. It's a lot of people forgiving stuff outside of the righteousness of God. Forgiveness is not outside of justice. It's in it. I am preaching real good right now. Boy, today is a good day. <laughs> forgiveness. You see what I'm saying? Is a part of the justice of God. So you got to be about his righteousness. We be forgiving people, letting them off the hook of true repentance. And you feeling sorry that you're about to fucking lose something ain't repentance. You Watch this, folks. I'm helping you. You want to know when it's real repentance? When you accept the consequences. If you expect to be let off because you cried. Fuck you. That's satanic and it's of the flesh. It's wicked. And it's the reason why America exists as it does. Not for long, though. The royal priest is here. Okay. The killer at Kishon. You feel me? If you expect to be let off the hook. Hopeful. About being let off. the You have not yet repented. Repentance accepts the consequences. Of your actions. And says this is what I deserve. The thief that hung on the cross next to Jesus. Or at least one of them. Actually come on Holy Ghost. They prove the difference in repentance. One just wanted to be let off the hook, let off the cross. Looking at Jesus like, get me off. This is really good, Holy Ghost. <laughs> he can get himself down and he can get us down. Let me off. But the other thief. He accepted his fate. He knew he deserved to be up there. 
Or at least deserved punishment. He knew he deserved punishment. He knew he didn't get to dictate that punishment. And all he could do was look over to Jesus. Knowing that Jesus didn't do any wrong. And say, just remember me when you come into your kingdom. And that person truly repented. Jesus said, on this day, you'll be with me in paradise. Folks, there are a lot of people who live ruined relationships with God. And they're doing the ruining. Because they hadn't truly repented. And it's taking a toll on them. And they don't understand why. Their life is getting worse and worse. They smile on the outside. They're bitter on the inside and miserable. And they cry themselves to sleep. Because they got a reputation. They're trying to preserve life. Jesus says, he who tries to save his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. We don't deserve the goodness of God. We embrace it. But we don't deserve it. We don't place demands. Not in regard to sin. Now, as a child of God. In his righteousness, by his grace. Living Right. Understanding the, his will. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask the father what ye will. But it ain't in lieu of that. And like I said, you can only fake it for so long. Let me tell you a story about a ruined relationship. When I was in, in New Orleans, and I actually mentioned this in a podcast episode I recorded today. I had a falling out with the church, with, with this church I was at, me and the pastor. And what we fell out about was was my doing, well, really his doing, but it's what the Lord alerted me to. So my reaction, what I was reacting to, I was right on. But I was wrong in how I addressed it. OK, definitely wrong in how I addressed it. And because I was blurry about that. I kind of settled in the because I was right in how I felt. That I was also right in how I dealt. Now, the Lord since let me know you were right in how you felt, but you were wrong in how you dealt. How you feel and how you deal are two separate things. Each have to be submitted to God. You could be totally right in how you feel. You can be totally wrong in how you deal. That's why you take your feelings to God and say, Lord, what do I do about this? You know what I mean? You can't control people. You can't change people. Anyway, the Lord can. But that being said, so you, I was kind of in that, in that condition. Felt like I, what I did was, yeah, I proved, boom. And the Holy Spirit told me a couple of things. Number one, he told me to fast. Because I'm in the flesh now, you know what I mean? Told me to fast, and I didn't fast. He told me to go make peace with. No, he told me to go repent to the pastor. 
And I went and tried to just go make peace. You see what I'm saying? I did things my way. See, that wasn't repentance. Really, the repentance was toward God. But also towards the pastor. The pastor was dead wrong in what he was preaching. Okay, that's a fact. But I was dead wrong in me addressing it. See what I'm saying? Sometimes the Lord will tell you to just get up and leave. Oh, no, I left and came back and made a sin. I'm just honest about it, folks. It was years ago. But I tell the story truthfully. I came back and made a scene. All out in the street. It was a small church. All out in the street in front of the church. Everybody came out there trying to see what it was. The young lady I was married to at the time concerned. You know what I mean? Uh, folks, ain't nobody finna make me feel bad about it. I felt bad about it. I know what I did was wrong. You know, like I said, I don't fuck with people like that anyway. I don't give a shit what you think. I'm telling you it was wrong. Okay, that's repentance. Dang it, man. That's the other thing that ruins relationships. People won't let people's repentance stick when God said it's legitimate. Damn it, who the fuck are you? Anyway, I'm sad to, folks, I'm telling you all kinds of stuff that ruins relationships. Sends a mixed signal about God. That's why I'm glad he made my ministry to where it is. Tell people to fuck off. You ain't finna ask God. You just going off your feelings and trying to make it seem like it's God. Oh, you ran up on somebody who actually talks to God. You know what I mean? That shit ends here, at least in my life. You know what I mean? You ain't finna do that to me. But I did. I made a scene. And the Lord told me to fast. I lost my job. Clowning around at the job to this day, it, it, it's, it's hilarious because it was the smallest thing. But, hey, you don't know how it's going to set somebody else off. You know what I mean? Lost my job. And the person I had it out with, had the issue with, wasn't the one who fired me. You see what I'm saying? Boy, it, God taught me a lot of lessons, folks. I'm serious. My life, I can teach you some things. Lost my job. Now I'm drawing unemployment. Me and the wife barely getting by. You know, it was just, it was, it was a weird time. It was a weird time. And I'm saying all that to say this. I, I went to the pastor's house, tried to make peace with him, but I hadn't really repented. And what it was is I was trying to, I don't want to say it was all in ignorance, but part of it was, Okay. Part of it was part of it was me trying to justify what I did because I know he was wrong in what he was teaching. Okay? See, that's what it was. That's what made it blurry. Like I know he's wrong in what he's teaching. So I decided I was going to do something about it. Can't let this go on. People do this on Facebook all the time. And that's why I tell them, you might be right. Folks, you got to know why I preach, not just what I preach, why I preach. I've been sent to tell you because I lived it. Oh, you may be totally right in what you feel. But God may not use you to be the one to address it. You see what I'm saying? A lot got exposed after that too, by the way. Okay, I just got to tell you. A lot got exposed. 
So God used it to, uh, to, to bring light to other things. That is a fact. But I'm talking about me. I can't even deal. You see, I can tell you the story, but I, let's deal with me. I was looking at my actions only. Up against what he taught. So I'm justified because he said this. You know what I mean? And I mean, my life just took a nosedive. I couldn't find a job. I was, it was just bad. You know why? I'll never forget walking around town. Just, just dragged down. You know why? Because I didn't have the peace of God. Sanctifying peace. Which bleeds over to salvific. You don't have confidence toward God. See, Jesus died for all sin, but you got to give it to him. You got to really confess that thing and own it. I teach people how to own it. I teach people how to so own it. It becomes part of your ministry. You see what I'm saying? I'm not proud of any of my sins, but I use it. This is a war. It's right here. You see what I'm saying? It's where I fucked it up real bad. You know what I mean? But I use that so that other people don't make the same mistake, or at least I would have told them to give them some counsel so that they don't. You know what I mean? It's the least I can do. It's the least I can do is to use my fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? To help you. Folks, I'll never forget it. I told you my memory is crisp. God, I mean, monumental moments. I was listening to a pastor out of Metairie, Louisiana. I was, I used to listen to a lot of radio uh, ministry. I don't do as much today. I used to listen to a lot of radio ministry. Now I am radio ministry, but you know what I'm saying? I used to listen to a lot. And there was a particular pastor out of Metairie. And I used, I've been to his church a couple of times. I used to love listening to him. He was a very good practical based, if you will, turns out he's Calvinist, I've heard, but anyway, <laughs> practical based living pastor. And I got to, I got to give him respect for that. I learned a lot from his ministry. You know what I mean? And I can't remember what he was preaching on. I was playing it at the house, sitting at my desk. We had a little, little one bed, bedroom apartment in Gretna, Louisiana. I'm sitting there listening. I was, I spent so much time on a computer. It's ridiculous. But I'm sitting there listening, just kind of clicking away. And I don't know what he said. But all I know is whatever it was. It was just a little bit of a enough to crack me open. My stony heart, just a small breach. For the Holy Spirit to get in and just. <sighs> kind of like a, you would see a dam, you know, with a crack, then it starts to bust through. All it took was that breach and it was like, <sighs> and I broke right there. Broke right there. And that's when I accepted my fault. 
You know what I mean? I don't remember what happened with me and the pastor after that. That pertaining to that. I don't know if I had a face-to-face meeting with him. And actually told him that it was my fault or whatever. I really don't remember. That's weird. But I just remember when I broke like that. Folks, it's like light. Like everything became clear again. I ended up getting a job. You know, just multiple job offers. You know what I mean? Got to figure out which one I want. It's like the blessing of the Lord broke open. God, God doesn't withhold blessings. We do. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying he altogether he doesn't, but I'm just saying for the most part, God is God's desire to. You have to have faith to receive. You get what I'm saying? You reap what you sow. You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit is the blessing, folks. Every other blessing is a manifestation of him, from him, through him. So if you can't commune with him, the same measure you meet with all. See, we set, we set, God has already set the law, but you're, you're setting him up your own inside of that. You're saying, it's okay. I withheld forgiveness. So God, you see what I'm saying? Allowed for my blessing to be held up. You see what I'm saying? We set the tone. We wrote, he wrote the law. You set the tone. I tell people your actions write laws too. But they do. They, they, but it's setting the tone. You say it's okay to hold up what's due someone else. Okay, you are the someone else. It, it's equivalent. But I mean when I broke. So did the windows of heaven. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and can I tell you something? From that point on, I haven't been without a job when I needed one. Let me just say that. I was gonna, I'm not going to say without a job. But I haven't been out of, without a job because, you know, we had Hurricane Katrina not too long after that. So I was out of work for, for, shoot, not even a month, right at a month before I had a job. The job I had just gotten out of Hurricane Katrina offered me a job to go elsewhere. I didn't ended up not taking it. But let's just say the blessings kept turning over, kept turning over, kept turning over. So I'm saying all that to say this. You got to repent for real. Unrepentance ruins your relationship with God. Faking repentance ruins your relationship with God. Folks, God is the only person who is never fooled. Okay. (laughs) Can I tell you, besides his omniscience, (laughs) him being all knowing. You see what I'm saying? He knows everything. He knew when you were going to hold, seal up your heart. He's not shocked. So you can fake out people. And the thing that I came to do, the prophet king, the royal priest came to help you with, the truth man, the whatever, 
Brother BJ, you can call me. You know what I came to help people do? Stop fucking faking. You can fake out everybody but God. And if you're around a true man or woman of God, they'll know it. <laughs> it's really sad what people are doing. I know some individuals and I know God is going to work it out in them. You've been faking way too long. And God sent a person who he knew he could groom to address it because that person had gone through it already. Can I tell you something? You hate the person who exposes you at first. Because they they hinder the glory you're trying to you're seeking after. They hinder the glory you're seeking after that other people see. Imagine everybody lauding you as this and that and a prophet comes along and say that person is a fraud. And tell everybody else, I don't know how y'all actually dealt with this person. Uh, you, This ain't clear to you? You see what I'm saying? Just offend. The prophet comes in and offends everybody. See, that was Christ. Christ ruined, if you will. I hate to say ruined because he really fixed. <laughs> but just from their standpoint, Christ ruined the glory of the Pharisees. The glory of the teachers of the law and scribes demolished it because up to that point, they had the people believing that they were the best candidates for the job. You see what I'm saying? Then his own disciples pissed him off even more after they said, you crucified the Lord. You know what I'm saying? This same Jesus is Lord of all. Damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it'd have been different if Jesus was just just somebody out of Nazareth. Yeah, just the no, no, folks. That you crucified <laughs> the Son of God. You hung him on a tree. Why? Because he ruined your glory. Oh, he's helping to establish God's glory, given that he is God and the glory of God. You can enter into that glory and shine with him. You'll be a reflection of his light. Or you'll be of your father, the devil. So you can ruin your own relationship with God. You can ruin other people's relationship with God and people can ruin your relationship. People can ruin your relationship with God. Preachers, prophets. Pa if you're not submitted to the Holy Spirit, folks, I am the Holy Ghost preacher. That's what I do. I point to him. I can get you watch this. I can preach everything else wrong. What I'm not preaching wrong is you need to go seek. OK, <laughs> I'm not saying everything else in my ministry is wrong. I'm just saying that stands out. No matter what I tell you, you need to be seeking the Lord. And that's what see I ruin people's glory. Because they know they're not doing that. They're guessing. Turning it on you. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't make myself this, folks. This is <laughs> this is an assignment I'm on. This is who God has made me. He made me. With plenty of other lessons to learn, be groomed by, and so forth. I play, pray they're all pleasant, but I get the impression they won't all be. It's just, you know, that's just the humanity in me. 
But the lessons I have learned up to this point, at least as I think I have, I try to share with you. Have I ruined relationships between people and God? I certainly have. And Lord knows I've tried to do what I needed to do to help fix them. You know what I mean? Now, can I tell you this? That also ruins it. You go to the Lord about fixing it. Some shit that you ruin, your hands off. Some shit that you ruin, your hands on. But only God can tell you that. Go do this. Nope, don't do that. You see what I'm saying? If you offended somebody and messed something up, you ask God, how do I fix it? And you don't assume the results. True repentance, folks, is turning not just from it, the wrong, but turning to God. Not just feeling bad about what you did. But turning to God. I've had two marriages and two divorces. Not proud of that. But I sleep like a baby because I was able to confess to God. My fault. He had to tell me too. <laughs> Just being honest. You're right, Lord. I avoided your counsel right here. So it is all my fault. Now, what the young ladies say. Well, what the Lord says to them, they have to own their end. There's a situation I'm in right now, relationship situation. That person has to answer to the Lord for some things. But there is one particular point. One. Now, and it might be more, but I'm talking about one for me that I'm very aware of. That I need to apologize for. And you know, when you operate and really operating in the Lord, sometimes it get tough to see your error. You know what I mean? Two things, actually. <laughs> I got to think of two things. Uh, one, would, would, one is me admitting something. Actually, both of them. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Was me thinking I was helping this person. In both cases, he is awesome. My Lord is awesome, folks. He'll get it out you. If you're honest. You take the conviction and take the grace. He's going to cut you open and he's going to patch it up. But you got to let him. Let's get that, let's get that pus out of there. That's funny. <laughs> Squeeze it all out. But it was two particular things. That I was trying to help the other person. And it wasn't for me to help. And let me just say right now. That ruined ruined that person's relationship with God. That's the first time I've ever said that. Now, they did a whole lot after that. that <laughs> and God also sent me in to repair the breach and, and it was a lot. Okay. But I know these two things I have to own. And half, by the way. It's not like I'm holding out. One of them was very clear. The other one I was clear as well, but I didn't realize they were the same. In both cases, I was trying to help the person, but I wasn't seeking the Lord. So watch this, folks. Even you're helping somebody 
can ruin their relationship with God because you'll come to their rescue. Oh, my rent is late. Oh, what am I going to do? Uh, and then you come to the rescue. They're not seeking God. You know why they're not seeking God? Because they're not right with God. They got something going on with them. Or they don't have anything other than that they're not seeking the Lord. And then there you go, being the good, good person you are, quote unquote, and you step in. You're not helping them. You're hurting their relationship with God. Maybe God is allowing for this situation to be that way because he knows they're ducking him on something, not living for him. Some bitterness, some sin, something bound up in their heart or something. You know what I mean? So, again, it's been my pleasure to do this message. I only got a few episodes of A Killer at Kishon. And that's where I come and expose. That's where I'm really supposed to be taking down prophets. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And, and strengthening them. But look, there's a lot of garbage out there that, that people need to be told. You're going to cut this shit out. And that's what happened at Kishon. Uh, the brook Kishon Elijah was challenging these other prophets and letting them know he he's a true prophet and they're not you know what I mean so they had a showdown at Mount Carmel and when he proved that he his God answers by fire see today we'd say we might say my God answers by fire we'll see whose God answers by fire but it's really whose faith is right Whose counsel is right according to the Lord. Same difference, but just letting you know. Who's right? We'll see who's God answers. I say that a lot. Who, let's see who's God answers by fire. And when they couldn't get God to answer by fire, and he could. See, that proved it. That's why it's bad when, when the, the fact that they accepted the challenge. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> they accepted the challenge. And sure enough, sure enough, when they proved to be false, he took them down to the brook Kishon and slaughtered them all. So I hope you know what, what this Kishon experience is like. This is not for me to, this is not physical, by the way, but this is for me to expose I was pretty mild in this video, but hey, I mean, in this episode. But this is to expose. Y'all gonna cut this shit out. And up to this point, I've been really dealing with the false identifiers of false prophets and those who don't properly discern discern prophecy. What's true, what's false, what isn't, etc. But let me tell you, I'm coming for the prophets. Okay? I'm coming for the prophets. To both help and take down. When I'm done, you're going to be seeking the Lord or you're going to be embarrassed, okay? <laughs> so, so we understand when I say there's an embarrassment coming to the church, I are that person. I'm coming to expose all kinds of stuff. And you're either going to humbly repent to the Lord, accept it and wear your sins on your sleeve as a testimony of what God forgave you for, or you won't. But either way, it's going to be exposed. 
the shit you're doing in your church, etc., etc., your ministry online, etc. Folks, I'm very balanced and I seek the Lord about balance. So there's stuff other people call out that don't need to be called out. I give wisdom and so forth. So you, you won't be able to say much against what I'm doing. So that's what this this series is about. I'm going to make this announcement, okay, in this particular episode. So far, A Killer at Kishon has been a podcast series that's inside of another series. And that other series is actually um, Judge Hunter Green and Nasty Lavender. It may remain that way, but I may actually remove it and put it into his own it's got its own graphics, you know what I mean? Put it into its own podcast. Just the same, it's me, the Royal Priest. You can get at me the same way, www.theroyalpriest.com. If you want to email me, theroyalpriest at theroyalpriest.com. And on all social media platforms, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, it's Royal Priest 2304. Royal Priest 2304 altogether. So, hopefully you've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed doing it. And I'll be seeing you at the next episode.